The primary purpose of the matter over mind experience is to educate. It doesn't constitute advice or services. Before making any changes, please consult a medical or dietary professional. Nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So, I scour the globe for top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So, take a seat and enjoy the ride. Welcome to another episode of the Matt Overmind Experience. I'm your host, Master Trainer and Weight Management Expert, Narado Zico Powell. And who do I have for you today? Dr. Terry Badar. Or if you know her personally, you know we call her Dr. Terry, Dr. Terry, right? So she's also the author of this awesome book, Flip Your Switch. You're going to love it. If you haven't read this book, go to your um, bookstore. Go to Amazon and check it out. See, Dr. Terry is a renowned leadership expert and CEO whisperer. What does that sound? What does that even mean, CEO whisperer? So we're going to talk about like leadership stuff, right? Like how to, because a lot of times we think a leader, a leader is someone who just stands on the podium and yells and shouts and everybody and people just follow him. But no, today we're going to talk about real leadership right? How to be the best version of yourself. Ways to break from social constructs. I mean, what does that even mean? People don't understand that a lot of times we're down on ourselves because we're stuck in a rut and we're stuck in social constructs. How do we break free from those chains, right? How to understand systems that regulate us. We're not, you know, we don't just get up and just do things every day. There are a lot of things that's going on in our subconscious and our unconscious mind that guide us on a daily basis. And this is a powerful episode that's going to bring those things to light. And of course, you know, your boy is crazy in the brain. So you don't know what else I'm going to come up with in this episode, right? So get ready, get your kombucha, get your healthy drink and watch this episode. If you don't want to see my pretty face, you can just go on Spotify, Amazon, and you know, you can, um, or Google, wherever, you know, Apple Podcasts, and you just listen to it, listen to, listen to my beautiful voice. But with that being said, Dr. Terry, oh, let me remind everyone, I, compl- I always forget to do this now. The Zika recommendation page is live again. So it has all products that I recommend for health, fitness, weight loss. Most of these things I use on basically a daily basis and wonderful discount codes. So I'll make sure that the Zika recommendation page, that link is in the description of the podcast as well. Now, enough of me, Dr. Terry Badar, welcome to the show. Thank you, Zico. Nice Thank to, you so much nice for being to be here. here. Yeah, I'm excited. It's cool. I'm excited myself. You've been speaking for like 20, however years. I don't want to give away your, your age to anybody, but <laughs> That's all you've right. been doing this for a long time. You've been doing yeah. this a long time. So let's yeah. talk about it. So first, let's talk about the book, Flip Your Switch. Oh, I couldn't pick it up there. Flip Your Switch. Flip right. Your Switch. So what inspired you to write this book and how does it really differ from like other self-help books? Well, uh, I'll start with the second question first. How does it differ from other self-help books? Because I got fed up with it, the self-help stuff. It's like, 
there's some good stuff in there, but they're long, they can be laborious, or they go into some little one little corner or something, and that's it. And I was like, no, because I have been in at least over 30 years in um, personal development, leadership, all of that, behavioral modification, all of that. And so I really wanted to make a book that was like the MC squared, like just what you need to know to get yourself in the right mindset to be successful. Now that means physically, mentally, emotionally, professionally, absolutely on every single level. What does it mean to be happy, successful, you know, and, and live in the kind of life you want to live. And that's why I wrote the book because I really wanted to do that. And I found that the self-help bookshelves didn't have what I wanted and they weren't telling me things that I already knew from my practice as a leadership coach. And so I boiled it all down. And um, yeah, it's really about the love consciousness and understanding the two forms of consciousness that we toggle in and out of every day. And most of the time, the world is coming at you from a war conscious perspective. And that's the perspective of you and I are different. Somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose. Somebody's right. Somebody's wrong. Um, that there's some kind of, that I have to capture, contain and control you. I have to get something out of you. All of that stuff is war consciousness. And unfortunately, it's a little pr- too predominant in our society and in the in our business and in the way we deal with each other. Now, the other side, which is actually healthy, where people get happy and su- successful, is love consciousness. Now, that's on the other end. And that's where we understand that we're all in this together. We're all connected. We just had a pandemic. Hello. How are we not connected? I breathe in, you breathe out, you breathe out, I breathe in. I mean, it's like, right? So what I'm right, because so what I'm hearing is that it like we're like in the introduction when I was saying it's down to a subconscious level, because I think I do agree with you. I've known many of my colleagues and friends, especially like those of us who've been in the health field for a while or health field for a while. You know, we kind of stay away from a lot of self-help books. I'm like, okay, yeah, tell me anything I don't really know. But at the same time, when you get down, and it's what's the difference, the difference with this book, because it gets down to the subconscious level of why are you acting this way? It's not yeah. just, okay, I, I, I'm stuck in this rut. Let's do one, two, three, four, five, and it's oh. going to get me out of this rut. Is why am I in this rut? Why are my thoughts like this? And once you know where the thought is and, you, and originates, it's just like anything with, with health and the way I teach. Once you know where it originates, you can start to work on it. And then your behaviors over time will change yes. without you even trying to change your behavior. Your identity will change. This book is about an identity shift. This book is like how you go from seeing yourself and the world from one perspective and shifting through a process. It's literally a methodology, shifting through a process 
to where you ascend to a different level of understanding yourself and others, knowing what you want to do, feeling capable and confident, uh, noticing social constructs that are coming at you, that are undermining you, trying to grab you and use you where you, you're like, no, that's not in my best interest. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to do what's, what's good for me to be like at choice. And be the person making the decision on what you're going to do to optimize what you got for a life or for a career or for your relationships. This is what I do with my leadership coaching, but I can only coach so many people. So I wrote the book. I love that. I love that. They'll pick up the book and give it a read and start learning some stuff here because, but we, of course, we have a lot more to uncover because. We're talking about social constructs. Now, a lot of times we throw these words around. So I want to kind of talk about that a little bit more, but I want you to tie into this because in your book, you talk about the physical brain, the conscious mind, and the celestial spirit. So you talk about those things. So kind of explain that and connect that to what exactly are social constructs and how does understanding this help us to break free of social constructs? Okay, so the first thing is your brain. Think of it like a computer. Your brain is your hardware, right? It's it's just the wired technology. It is not your mind. Your mind is the software. That's your mental, emotional landscape. That's who you think you are, how you think the world works, your belief systems, your daily habits. Now, they overlap. The, the cool thing about... um neuroplasticity and the uncool thing about neuroplasticity is if you uh if you go around thinking that you're fat i don't know right you go around thinking because i mean this is a this is a girl problem all the time we're all worried about our body image right hey i'm fat too i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) so so we're so if you go around thinking this it becomes Uh, The idea actually creates peptide pathways in your brain. And that becomes the go-to easiest thought pattern. So it's like water, you know, it will go the, the easiest route. And so what we have to do is consciously change what we're thinking so we can actually rewire the physical peptides of our brain. Now that humans can do this is so cool. I mean, that's just amazing, but it takes work. You have to do it. You know, you, you like, I mean, you're a trainer, you, you know, repetition is your friend or your enemy, depending on what you're doing. So it's the same thing with your thoughts and feelings and you can manage your feelings. Unfortunately, we don't have, um, any educational, curriculum that teaches people what their emotions are or how they work that doesn't exist yet i had a colleague um on the show when earlier i was like two years ago i think and he said school doesn't teach you two things how to balance your checkbook and how to deal with complex emotions Right? right. And and right now we're talking about the emotional piece, right? right. It's something that school you don't learn on a daily basis. And that's why that's so important. Go ahead. Right. Right. So if you come like a dis- if you come from a dysfunctional family, raise your hand if you don't, because I don't know anybody who does not come from a dysfunctional family. 
you know, that's, that's, that's what we learned. We learned, we pass dysfunction to dysfunction to dysfunction. Cause that's how we learn about emotions. It's just in our family or our immediate entourage. That's all we know. And, and so there's this massive gap and I, I do a little bit of that in there, but what I, but the important part here is that if you shift your sense of self from war consciousness to love consciousness, you get to understand your emotions and you get to understand they're just there as signals. If you feel bad, mad, or sad, it's a signal that you need to investigate either your mental narrative or what's going on in your environment. That's it. There's no reason to stay stuck. I want to add something to that coming from the nutrition piece, because a lot of people don't realize sometimes when we feel things, our nutrition plays a very important part in that. And that's something that I have to drive to with my clients. Like when I work with my clients for a while and they start to feel better, they, their mind becomes clearer, they're sharper, they're thinking better, they have more energy. And because over time, you know, they, they've changed how they've eaten and that's helped them so much. But with the emotional piece with training, what I realize is if I come to someone and say, you know what, you, you've eaten like this for the last 20 years. Now you're going to eat like this. That, ever, that never works. That never works. Right. But when you eventually start to make those small changes, mm-hmm. your gut bacteria starts to shift. Think about like, I've had experts on this show who, um, and scientists on this show who talked about, um, neurotransmitters, right? And how and the role that our gut bacteria plays. So if you have a healthy gut, it's it's a two-way highway. So if you have a healthy gut, you your neurotransmitters function better. A lot of times that we tell there are studies that show that people who are have let's say struggle with depression, once their gut health change, it's helped them so much in their lives. Even a lot of these medications that we take, they're they're they they're used to increase they increase dopamine and increase serotonin. But guess what? It comes with all these other side effects. You know yeah. what can also naturally increase dopamine and serotonin without side effects? Food and exercise, if done properly and work with with uh with a specialist. So we also got to consider those things. So when you look at working on working on it, but also changing your lifestyle, your diet, simple stuff like walking in the sunlight, getting 20 minutes of sunlight a day can change. I've had doctors that told me that they can quantify depression with a vitamin D deficiency. Mm-hmm. You know? So think about that. Just not getting enough sunlight, spending up. Most people that I've talked to that struggle with depression, if not everyone I've spoken to, do not like to go outside in the sun. And I've, I've, and I've asked them before, Hey, can you just try to go outside and spend some? And, and that is crazy how people have come back to me and say, Oh my gosh, I feel so much better. But the ones who yeah. say no and don't do it have still, still seem to struggle with that same issue. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, you're making some really, really interesting points here. And what, what, like pops for me when you're talking about this it's like you have to understand that we humans are a part of this ecosystem that we live in we're not separate separating us out is this war conscious idea that somehow humans are separate from the ecology of the planet no like what you eat ends up in your body what you know and and the way we organize ourselves and the way we think about things also brings results so we have to be in this it's funny because i finished the book the last part of the book is all about um how we have to be love conscious in the way we because love consciousness is about comprehending using compassion um 
you know, trying to figure out the whole story. What is the right thing to do? And what is the optimal thing to do? We're not trying to crush nature. We're trying to work with it. Same with our bodies. Like taking a pill to suppress a symptom is a very war conscious thing to do to your body. Like you're creating more problems and you're, you're waging war on your body. Mental, emotional conflict inside you. That is war consciousness. That is, that is like the, the playing field that you have to start in is like in your mind, in your body, in your heart. Get it, get in alignment, get in balance. And there's a lot in the book about how to do that kind of thing. Less on the physical, more on the mental, emotional. I love that. And, you know, I I want to say something here because I just want sure my viewers and my listeners are not confused. And I also do not want to get sued because apparently I'm big enough to get sued now. I'm not saying you should throw away your pills. I'm not saying you should not seek um, help. I'm not saying you should not take medication. Just be very clear on that. What we're saying is that there are other things that you can do aside from that. Because if you spend a lot of time just trying to hammer at the problem, that's a very war war conscious mindset. But we're going down to the root of the issue and then starting to slowly work on those issues can can make a a complete shift in your life. I've known people who've gotten off social media because they realized that they were spending so much time and being fed so many negative things from social media. That's one way of looking at it. There are people who are starting to read more and put, start to put more positive, feed their minds with more positive things. Like, like I was saying, getting outside, spending sunlight. Um, if you look at a dog, for example, right? I'm a, my neighbors around here, pretty much many of my neighbors have dogs, right? I sit outside and play guitar a lot. And a lot of times I'm sitting playing guitar and their dogs always watch me play. And they'll walk their dogs and then they'll stop and they'll just watch me. And few people have said to me, Oh my gosh, my dog loves you. They always just watching you play. If you say to a dog, Hey, let's go for a walk. Most of the time, they're going to be excited to go outside. Like, because mm-hmm. we're all part of this. We're animals. We're all part of this ecosystem that you're talking about. When you try to separate us, like personally for myself, if I am inside for more than, for like, say more, if I spend two days without going outside, I'm going to be cranky. Oh like, yeah. I have to be outside summer. My uncle who lives in New York, as cold as it is, goes outside every single morning. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these things are extremely important for us. And we got, so in, in addition to following the, the, your, your health expert or your psychologist, your psychiatrist or whoever it may be that's helping you or guiding you, you also got to think about these physical things that we can do and combine them to get the, a better result than just relying on one thing. It's like trading stocks and just have everything in one, in one stock and that one stock crash. And then it, it, there it is. Right. So mm-hmm. that's, we got to diversify your portfolio, put to you that way. But yeah. And think for yourself, right? Yes. So you got to take responsibility for your mind, your heart and your body. Yes. You know, if you're not exactly. doing that, then, then whose life is it? Yes, I love that. I love that. You got to take responsibility for your mind, your spirit, and your body. That's what you said, right? Everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I got a couple more things to talk about because we still didn't really get into social constructs. So I want to talk about that for a little bit. And one of the big things we're also going to talk about is understanding systems that regulate us or our personal independence and confidence. So we're going to get into that booming part at the end of the episode. But you know, I got to take a quick break, give Dr. Terry a break, 
and have you listened to me a little bit because I want to talk about one of my favorite companies, probably my favorite company at this point. I want to talk about AminoCo, right? They produce Heal, which is 100% science-backed, essentially means no acid formulation, designed to reduce recovery times and improve physical function by accelerating muscle repair by helping you maintain a healthy inflammatory response. Why is that important? Healthy inflammatory response. We're inflammatory a lot. We're all confused. Oh my gosh, inflammation, inflammation is bad. Inflammation is not necessarily bad. Chronic inflammation and not being able to respond to inflammation properly is the issue. Because when you work out, guess what your body creates? Inflammation. When you're sore and you're tired, that's all, that's all signs of inflammation. So you want to be able to respond better to inflammation, right? That's why your diet is so important and supplementation can also be very important when it comes to training because your body creates inflammation when you train. So heal because it has essential amino acids, creatine, and whey protein concentrate. It's already in free form for your body to use. So you you drink it, I use it as an intro workout, or you can drink it post-workout. Your body can utilize it to help you to respond to that inflammation. I absolutely love it and drink it daily. In fact, sometimes well, I, I give samples away to like my friends and they're like, oh my gosh, I love this. Let me go on the website and check this out. I never knew how amazing this was because not only are they essential aminos, but the scientist, Dr. Robert Wolf, put these essential aminos together in a particular proprietary blend, proprietary blend, my apologies, because he knows how well they work together. And then creatine, right? And we know creatine has been studied. I mean, it just pretty much everyone that trains intensely use creatine. I mean, creatine is, if there's any supplement I say you should take, for most people at least, these consult a medical professional, I would say it's creatine. And then the whey protein concentrate, again, are all in in that free form that your body can use. And you know your boy, when you train, I go hard in the paint. So something like Heal is something that I use and I absolutely love. And if I recommend it, it's because I do. Something else about the Amino Co. is that they have all natural flavors that I prefer. Right. So just check out those flavors. When you go on the website, you also see my handsome face smiling at you. And you also you see the all natural flavors. Those are my favorite ones. Those are my favorite ones. So check them out. Anyway, um, I love this study where the net bounds um protein, whole body protein synthesis and breakdown were measured. And uh they what did they looked at one scoop of heel to no, I'm sorry, it was one to two scoop amounts of heel with high quality whey protein. Then the net balance, uh, whole body synthesis and breakdown were measured. And the response to heal was found to be three times larger than whey protein on a gram to gram basis. Three times larger. Again, because with whey protein, there's a lot more to break down, but we heal this already in that free form that your body can use extremely well. Now the website is aminoco.com, says Zico Health. You click on it, you get 30% off. Heal and perform. Basically, all their products, but Heal and Perform are my two favorite, and those are the ones I use pretty much every day. But of course, the website is going to be in the description of the podcast, so you can click on there and get your 30% off. Now, back to the regular scheduled programming, because I think I just fumbled through a couple parts of the uh, <laughs> of that presentation a while ago, but you know what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm trying to say. Now, let's get back to it. Let's talk about social constructs, right? So, that, Dr. Terry, what? When somebody said that word, what do you consider to be like social constructs? There are so many. And the, the thing is, they're so in us that it's really hard to identify a lot of times. But 
Um, I'll try to take something, uh, some of them that are just sort of like every day, not too gritty. And then we can see how gritty you want to get about it. Um, for example, there's one thing that I debunk in the, in the book, and that is what I call the happiness formula lie. Now that is a social construct that if I get the right diploma and the right job and the right spouse and the right house and the right car and I live in the right neighborhood and I, and my kids also go to the right school, then I'll be happy. I mean, no. And there's so much marketing and, um, you know, the, the, the consumer, it's called actually psychological marketing, uh, to create and, um, manipulate people into thinking they need all of these particular things in order to feel successful, feel good about themselves, to, uh, move forward in life that like, oh, I can't make that smoothie unless I have this blender. Right. I got to get like this $500 blender. Not that I'm against them, but you know, I got to have that one. Otherwise I can't, I can't, I can't stay on my diet. No. So these are all these narratives that we have in our heads. And these narratives come from what is a group mind. That's why it's a social construct because we all buy into it. We all buy into it. And this is what causes so much uh, conscious or unconscious bias about everything and anything everywhere all of the time. So are you saying then that social constructs are tied into how people may or how we think people may feel about us? Uh Uh-huh. All of it. All of it. So, but like, for example, I was at a talk. And um, this was, I do a lot of stuff in the, in the startup community and in the startup, in this particular startup community, it was mixed ages, everything. It was completely diverse. And we're going to get this business specialist was going to come and talk to us about business models, business models of the future. Right. And there's a lot of like young, I'm in Boston. There's a lot of Harvard looking young white guys out in the back of the room, you know, in these dark suits, like the way these suits that must cost like a fortune. And then, you know, so, and I was there with a friend of mine and we're trying to figure out who's the speaker, who's the speaker. And we are like looking and we're thinking it's probably somebody in a suit, right? These are business models. They're going to do this. It's probably somebody in a suit. And we're looking and then comes down the aisle. This woman. She's about five, she's like this wide, she's this high, and she's probably at least 65 or 70 years old. And she's just kind of like just making it down the aisle. She's going up to the podium because she's she's the speaker. This little old lady. And and we looked at each other like Look, look how stupid we are. The frat boys in the back ain't going to do anything. She's the one with experience. She's the one that knows. And she's the one that wrote the book on it. Like, what are we thinking? But that's a, that's a, that is a social construct. You know, we're just thinking it's got to be somebody in a suit. 
and probably and, the dude. And that's why I, when I asked the question, I said, like, is it's how we think we think people are thinking about us. Because well, we think about other people too. It, I mean, it goes both ways. How we're thinking about other people and how we're thinking uh, they're thinking about us. And, and and most of the time, guess what? It's probably not even true. <laughs> you know? And it goes beyond that. It's sort of like really, really deep in like, okay, so uh, we can look at matrimony. Matrimony is very different in different cultures. And But like here, it's, you know, it's two people. Now, there are lots of countries, it's not two people. But our social construct of what it means to get married is two people. I'm going to give another example um, to that with social construct, my personal experience. So all my life, I've trained to be an athlete. Since I was probably like 20 years old, I've ran races. The way I trained, I've never trained to even put on size. I've recently started training to to apply to build up and put on more size, right? However, because I've, I'm in new a new group now, and the people that I'm that I'm around more are bodybuilders, and they essentially are bigger than me. But in my mind, a lot of people come up to me and say, "Oh, you look really good," and such and such and so forth, right? But I'm like, I don't look good at that guy. But that guy's been trained to be a bodybuilder the last twenty years. I've been training for to be an athlete the last twenty years. So I, our goals are different. I've, I'm fa- I'm faster in some ways, stronger. I'm more athletic than that guy. But in my head, I'm thinking he must be thinking, "Oh, this guy is just scrawny," or whatever the case may be, right? But again, so when people come to me and give me a compliment about how good I look in my head, I'm like, no, I don't really think I look that good. And I just keep comparing myself to other people. Now, at, lo and behold, that is that, for consciousness. Right. Exactly. For consciousness, comparing yourself to other people. You're not other people. You're, you have a unique path. You have a unique body. You have a unique, I mean, chemical, energetic makeup that's just you. Exactly. And that's the thing. But in my mind, I keep thinking what this person is thinking about me when that person might be looking at, but that I've had other people come up to me and be like, man, I know I see how fast you are. Hey, I see how strong I see this. I see that. But I'm still thinking in my, these are the same people who I'm thinking, oh, I'm not as big as you. I don't look as good as you. And I'm, but I'm thinking in my head, no, thanks. But no, you, 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 you're in a whole completely different league than I am because I'm creating this war in my head. And that's often happens in the gym. Like people come in that barely works out or probably never worked out during their life. And they see other people in the gym and they're like, oh my gosh, I don't look like her. I don't look like him and so on and so forth. And then you just use that and it becomes a negative thing for you. And it becomes destructive and you don't stay it consistent. It is very war consciousness, that perspective where there's this duality, even between your own heart and mind, beyond with your own body image or whatever it is, that is fund war consciousness is fundamentally destructive. Love consciousness is fundamentally constructive that's where we make great products that's how we create great relationships because we want to comprehend what's going on before we jump in and try to manipulate something we love, want to understand. love consciousness now let's talk about that then because now we're getting like really really deep right so we're talking about love consciousness and this is like the pretty much the last big question that i kind of think of have top of my head right now but we want to understand the systems that regulate us, right? So when you're talking about love consciousness and war consciousness, those are the systems that I'm thinking about unless you're thinking of other things. So let's talk about how those, those systems that regulate us and how can we change that to break free from these thoughts that we have in our head? Well, 
most things in nature are fundamentally love conscious. Nature's not going around trying to make profit off of the tree next door. Right? The trees are just growing, their animals are just doing them their thing. And 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 unless they're really hungry, they usually don't even eat each other. Like they do, they don't do that. They're not trying to accumulate stocks on the backs of other people. You know, they're they're just not calculating and manipulating. That is fundamentally war consciousness, where you want to capture, contain, and control something or someone, and you're calculating and manipulating from this left brain kind of perspective. You know you're in war consciousness, and you do it to yourself. Like you want to heal your body. You don't want to manipulate your body. You don't want to twist it into something that it's not. You want to optimize its natural, healthy, love-conscious state. In love consciousness, that's when we seek actual solutions, things that are going to help us. We, we want to understand, well, what's the overall formula? How do things work? And what what can I do to optimize this with what I have? Or how can we work together to make it better? So, I mean, fundamentally, what I am pushing for is for the love consciousness to become just more and more of a current idea, just, you know, hit the masses, because I want people to understand if you shift your mind, your relationships get better. Your health gets better. You, you know, you can, you can just be a better person. Now you have to do a lot of things. You can't just own your way into it. That's not going to work. You, you have to really do some stuff. And the book lays it out pretty well. I love that. I love that. I love that you said you can't just arm your way into it. So basically you say you can't just get up and meditate every day and think all your problems are going to go away. No, you'll is- feel better. You'll do better. Meditation's awesome. It's a great part of what you can do. Yes. But it's a tool. It's a tool. <laughs> it's like going to the gym. Just like you said, reading good books instead of watching social media, which is like putting garbage in your mind having good relationships with people. There's even a guy who did um, did studies uh, and he recommends eight hugs a day for your oxytocin levels. I'm going to start walking around and hugging people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's funny. Um, I, I realize this with myself. I'm in a better mood when I watch cartoons. And when I'm talking about cartoons, I'm not talking about adult cartoons. I'm not talking about anime. I'm talking about cartoons that I watch with like my eight-year-old cousins. Like I, Phineas and Ferb. I don't know if you've ever watched Phineas and Ferb. I love Phineas and Ferb. Big City Greens, that's on Disney. I love Big City Greens. Like I, I've watched these cartoons over and over and over and over. Sometimes I'm running an episode, like we're, we're interviewing and I have a cartoon in the background and I'll just like, you know, it just, it's just there. And then I'm finished, uh, you know, edit or whatever I'm doing. And then when I'm done, I just get something to eat and I'll sit and watch my cartoons. And I'm in so much of a better mood because I'm feeding myself that innocence, that joy, that those mm-hmm. things that gotten away from us as we become adults like a funny story before we get out of here i just came back from jamaica about a month ago and that's where i was born and raised and um that's where the funny accent comes from everybody and i was sitting there with my aunt and my cousins and they said something and my aunt said something about hop skip and jump and i just bust out laughing like out of nowhere like just a random laugh my cousin's like what's wrong with you and i was like i was thinking about that phineas and ferb episode 
when um, Dr. Doofensmirk said hop, skip, and jump. And I told them this story and they're like, oh my God, jumping is really wrong with you. And everybody just started laughing. And then later on, like a couple of days later, my cousin, he just started saying something and he just started busted out laughing. And we're just having a good time. And let me tell you, that week I was in Jamaica with my family, like I slept so well. I felt, I came back with such a joy on my face. And even now I still just talking about it. And we've connected too, because I, I don't talk to them or see them as much because they don't live here. But, you know, now that we, you know, we, we connected again, I come back and we talk more often and we laugh and joke and those things, those, that oxytocin you're telling you about, I was just telling one of my clients yesterday, I haven't talked to him in a few weeks. And he was, um, he was, I was telling him, I was like, look, it's, it's, I felt so much better, like from that experience and I was sleeping so much better. And even now I still am sleeping so much better. And it's that oxytocin is that love that we have for one another and that comfort you know, spending time, like sometimes when people say to me, I'm not a people person, I'm like, you really got to reconsider that because we can't separate ourselves from the world. We can't separate ourselves from other people. It's just, it's just not one of the reasons why I like working in a gym in addition to everything that I'm doing is because I I know I could make more money if I take more online clients, but I just love working with people. I love talking to people and, you know, just having that sometimes, and most of my clients, honestly, we become lifelong friends. Like mm-hmm. they stay with me, not because they want me to teach them, but they just look forward to coming to the, come to, to coming to the gym and um, working out together and stuff like that, you know? So those things are just so important, but go ahead, Dr. Terry. What, I, yeah. you I love, I love what you're saying here because ultimately love consciousness on a planetary level becomes what do we do for each other? How do we help each other? How do we come together for some kind of greater good? Now, for a lot of people who are stuck in more consciousness, they're like, oh, that's all silly stuff. That's never going to happen. I I actually don't believe it because I think this is the MC squared to how we save the planet, how we help each other, because you have to get into that state of love consciousness if you want to be happy, do anything well. You got to love it. You have to have that good feeling about what you're doing and you have to have that open-mindedness and you have to have some kind of, you know, sense. And I actually do a, um, a course called, uh, it's not really a course. It's sort of like a group conscious conversation and it goes for 14 months. It's called cultivating joy because that joy thing is, is something we do not talk about enough and we do not practice it enough. We let it go because we think, oh, I feel joy because I'm I'm driving out of the, the dealer with my new Mercedes or something. That is not joy. No, that's that's very short term satisfaction. True. That is so true. Absolutely love that. That is so powerful. And with that being said, you just really I mean, this is a fact, but by the way, I'm going to say, if you ever get uh, start selling clothes with the word terms, love consciousness, I would definitely buy some. I'm going to. I love that. Like, seriously, seriously, I yeah. would definitely buy some and recommend yeah. it because I, that is so good. beautiful and I love it. Yeah. So let's stay in touch if you're going to definitely going to do that. But with that being said, though, so let's tell my client, my not my clients, my audience, my beautiful, wonderful audience who I love so much. How can we learn more about your work, Um, get in touch with you, like learn about your course, for example? Well, the course on joy uh, is going to start on September uh, 27th. So I don't know if this is going to air in time, but um, it's on loveconscioushuman.com. So that's my online real estate for normal people, for everybody. Loveconscioushuman.com. Now, my leadership coaching is whitelilycoaching.com. 
So loveconscioushuman.com or whitelilycoaching.com. You can also get hit me on um, Instagram or that's Dr. Terry Badar one on Instagram. And also I'm on LinkedIn, Dr. Terry Badar again on LinkedIn. Um, that's pretty much most of it. The book's on Amazon. Um, it will probably get to stores sometime in the spring of 24. Perfect. Awesome. So I was just typing everything out because the show notes are going to be zikahel.com slash flip your switch. You know, I was going to go there. Of course, the show notes are going to be in the description of the podcast as well. And I'll make sure that the website, whitelilycoaching.com is also in the show notes. Uh, by the time, yeah, by the time this airs in October, it's, it's going to be past, um, your program. So I apologize for that. But, um, whitelilycoaching.com will be in the show notes and then the show notes will be in the description of the podcast. So, Dr. Badar, Dr. Terry, thank you so much. Love conscious. Start working on, on that merch because we need to get yes, some love to get conscious out there. Human. Yes. Love it. Love yeah. it. Wait, do you have the merch or are you going to be working on the merch? Well, I'm already designing the merch for love conscious human. And my hash, my hashtag is love conscious is hashtag love conscious human. Okay. Awesome. So we need to talk about that off air and um, see if I can, support. I would love to do some promotion for you as well. I love to do that on my Instagram uh, at Zico sure. health because that's awesome. And with that being said, we're going to get out of here again. Back to Dr. Terry. Let's love everybody. Not war conscious, love conscious. Let's move forward. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for joining the Matter Over Mind experience. If you got good content out of this or any of my shows, save, subscribe, and share it with anyone who needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.